Hey, welcome to The Abundant Artist, a podcast for creatives looking to create more abundance in their lives, more happiness, more results, more money. I'm Whitney Eland. I'm an actor, writer, and certified life coach, and I'm going to show you exactly how to start feeling better and how to go after your creative ambitions. So I thought this would be fun. So I had, I think y'all might know this. I've shared this before that I am in a coach mastermind with other life coaches and my coach, Lindsay Mango is the head coach of it. And she was out of town this week. So she asked me to give a presentation to my mastermind about what my biggest shift has been. Like when I got certified was when it was in October. So I decided that was like when I became a coach. So that's what I use as my year mark. And so the first year that I was coaching, I made $12,000 as a coach in the entire year as about an average of $1,000 a month. And I'm at the point now that I average about 8,000 a month, but also have you know, 12 and $15,000 months as well. So she asked me to kind of talk about what the shift was that got me from that place to where I'm at now. This was like such a huge shift for me that changed not only my coaching business, but also my acting career. So I wanted to share this transformation with y'all. And I thought about changing this presentation to make it a little bit more centered on art. But I actually think that sometimes we learn the best when we're hearing something completely irrelevant because we're not attached to it at all. So I left these examples in here, but I will definitely clarify. We'll use other examples as well. I recently learned I'm type A. Turns out that's a thing. I didn't know. This is what I call my biggest shift. The one thought change, the one shift that I made that got me from $1,000 months to 8K plus month. Introduction. Y'all know me. Hi, I'm an actor and life coach, but I also, you might not know, I'm a highly sensitive person. I have huge emotions. I'm extremely prone to anxiety and depression, and I am painfully, acutely self-aware. The reason that I'm sharing this with you all is because I think that most artists are the exact same. We all are super sensitive. We have these big emotions. This is why we want to make art, because we have these stories, these big feelings, and we feel like they're almost overwhelming sometimes. And we're also really self-aware. So a lot of you, I've noticed a pattern that a lot of clients come to me when they've already done a good amount of work on themselves. Maybe they've done therapy or maybe they've been into self-help before, something self-development before. I see a lot is that people realize that when they're in a state of spinning out or burnout or overwhelm or something like that, they realize that that's not going to create the results they want. If a person believes that more burnout is going to create results, they're not coming to life coaching. So one thought though that I'm going to share has not only improved my business and my acting career, but also my experience as a human in this body with this brain. So that shift is willingness to be delusional. And when I say that, what I mean is willing to believe things before you have any evidence that it is true. So being willing, if you think about it in terms of faith or in terms of belief, however you like to look at it, willingness to be delusional and continue to believe things before you have any evidence of them. And the thought that worked for me for this was it's still working. So the problems that I'm having, they're not a problem. The doubts that I'm having, they're not a problem. The setbacks that I'm having, they're not a problem. It still is working. So what I mean by this is my goals, I can still be moving towards my goals. I'm willing to be delusional and believe that my goals are still working even when I didn't have any evidence. So for example, with acting, this April, I took a trip down to visit my mom for an entire month to get some sunshine down in Texas. And while I was there, 
I didn't have an agent. I wasn't auditioning. Like I was in Texas. I really wasn't doing anything for my career. And yet I maintained that belief the entire time that I was going to book something. And I believed that so hard, even though there was no evidence. And so every time I had a doubt or a setback or a week without any auditions or whatever, I still maintain this thought. It's still working. And the problems and the doubts are not a problem. So what normally happens when you're not in this state of believing that everything is working is that your brain has doubts. No matter what level or what goal you're after or whatever, your brain is always going to feed you doubts because you're trying to do something that you've never done before. So because you're doing something new, your brain is like, well, we've never done this. Where's the evidence? How am I supposed to believe? I've tried this for so long, right? And it's never worked. And so then what happens when we have these doubts, most people react to their doubts. And I'm going to say, because you're an artist, you're extremely self-aware, you know that doubts can be a problem, right? You're like, oh, I don't believe in myself enough. I'm not putting myself out there. You're self-aware. You know that this is a problem. And then your body goes into a trauma response. When I say trauma, I mean anything that exceeds your body and your emotions capacity. So anything that is too big, too fast, too soon for your particular sensitivities. Now, again, remember we're artists, so we're extremely self-aware. So something that might not set off my husband in a trauma response will put me in a trauma response because my emotions are so big. So then what happens is when we're in this trauma response, we end up reacting to our feelings, thinking that something has gone terribly wrong. So then we end up proving our doubts true because we don't actually problem solve. We try to solve for the fact that we're in a trauma response instead of actually solving the problem. If you guys aren't familiar yet with a model, I'll go through it. The circumstance, the cue, what actually happens and I'm going to use this example first with that I have written out here with coaches. So a doubt arises, problems occur, you have a low month, no one signs up for consult, whatever. Most of us then from that circumstance have the thought, this is a huge problem. Something has gone terribly wrong. The feeling that we feel when we're extincting that thought is panic. Again, that trauma response. When you're in trauma response, what you do is you try to coach yourself away from the doubts. So what I mean by that is like, maybe you're thinking like, oh, I'm not good enough. And then you tell yourself, no, that's not true. And you try and change your thoughts and you try to get yourself to feel happier. You beat yourself up. You try to fix yourself. You think that there's something wrong with you. You blame yourself for the state that you're in. You change a bunch of things in your business. You resist the emotions that you're actually experiencing. You show up really graspy. So with coaching, this would be showing up really graspy to your consults or when you're writing copy, you're researching a ton of new things, right? Trying to do a bunch of different things. Maybe you've tried webinars before and now you're going to try an email list or then you're going to try TikTok or whatever. You research a ton of things and then you compare and despair, right? Well, that's when you get in that place of comparing yourself to other people. The result is you create more problems. What this looks like, I was working with one of my one-on-one clients this week and what happened to her, her cue, her circumstance was that she had a week where she had three auditions and a casting director workshop. And the casting director workshop was at the beginning of the week. And she spent a lot of time on these tapes and it was taking so long that her partner didn't want to help her anymore. And so she was like, well, why don't you just record the lines? And then I'm going to do it on my own. And she said she spent like two and a half hours on each of these auditions, trying to get it right with the timing of his voice and all of these things. She worked so hard on this. And the casting director was like, didn't even look at her work and spent the entire time being like, you can't do that with your tapes. <laughs> like, it's really obvious that you're not working with a reader. It's stilted. It's weird. All these things. 
So what happened? She had this circumstance where there was a painful experience where a casting director gave her negative feedback. Her thought was, this is a huge problem, right? And then she went into this state of panic. So what she did from this state of panic, one exact same thing. She tried to be like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. She beat herself up for the way that she showed up. She was like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm an idiot. She tried to fix herself. She started to doubt her abilities as an actor. She started to change a bunch of things. She was like, I think I need to fire my agent. The agent's the problem. And I need to rebrand and I need to get new headshots. Her brain just started spinning because she was in a trauma response that she wanted to avoid the panic. The result was she created so many more problems, right? And she was on the verge of just blowing up her entire career when really the only thing that needed to change was that she needed to find a reader who could be with her in person, right? But our brains do this. We go into like crazy mode when we think that these doubts or setbacks are a huge problem. The alternative world is doubts arise, problems occur, you have a low month and you have this thought, this delusional thought, it's still working. These problems are not a problem. I'm still on track for my goals. When you're in that state, the feeling that you feel is trust. And from the place of trust, you use coaching, like these tools you come to me to get to know yourself. You get to know yourself intimately. Instead of beating yourself up for being in the state of panic, you're like, oh, babe, that was hard. What do we need right now? Right? Like, oh, we need some self-compassion. That was really hard. We don't jump from the negative emotions to the positive emotions. We actually just meet ourselves where we're at and let ourselves have a human experience. We get curious about our doubts. We actually start to get into a actual, because we're not in a trauma response, we're in a, we're able to think cognitively. You can actually problem solve from that place. You ask for coaching. You give yourself compassion for where you're at. You process your emotions. You trust that the only actions you need to take are on your brain and continuing to improve your mindset, not thinking that there's something wrong with you or that you're behind. You keep trying new things from that place of believing that it's working. So you problem solve from a clear headed space. You enjoy your life, which means that you are actually in a state of having creative ideas. You're in a state of like being the actor, being the writer who actually has creative inspiration. Your action is that you are delusional. You believe before there's evidence on purpose. The result is that it keeps working. So again, with this client, what we were looking at, and I like to think about if y'all have this game mousetrap, basically it's this game where you set up a little kind of roller coaster for a marble and they give you all these tools and you can set it up. So the marble kind of like goes down this path and it'll like ping pong down. And the goal is to get it into the mousetrap at the end. So if you think about your career as a mousetrap, like, so with this client, we were looking at, she had this casting director workshop and they said, you can't do this way of whatever her brain went into panic and went into like, let's blow up the entire mousetrap instead of looking at like, okay, the marble got stuck right here. The only thing that went wrong was that I needed to change my reader. I needed to have a different situation. And once she got to that state, it was like, oh, that's the only problem. Her body moved out of a trauma response, right? And so then she was able to continue moving forward and believe that she was on the right path. So the additional tools that you guys already have, these are in the course, is like context. And I actually like to add the word compassionate context. So looking for like, where these thoughts came from, like she was in this state of doubt. I think it's really helpful to be like, yeah, like, of course, this is something that's really important. There's a person in a position of power who's giving you negative feedback. 
that context helps you to be compassionate with yourself for why you went into a trauma response. Because usually what's happening is we're beating ourselves up for being in a negative state or a trauma response. And so then we can't actually get out of it because our body doesn't feel safe enough to move out because our body, like if you think about like we're part human, but our bodies are kind of like mammals, right? Are kind of animals. So that like animal part of us that's in a fight or flight, like a trauma response, if our body is experiencing one thing and our brain is telling us that we're wrong for being in that state, then it's just going to create a lot of friction and keep us in that state of panic and overwhelm. And so when we give ourselves the context of why we're in this panic state of why we're having a trauma response and then meet ourselves with compassion. And this is that tool that is in the self-compassion module. Of course, I'm feeling disappointed that the casting director said this. Of course, I'm feeling overwhelmed with blah, 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 whatever it is. Once you acknowledge where you're at with self-compassion, that's where we meet ourselves, where we're at and are able to think so much more clearly instead of just trying to dragging your ass out of negative emotion or out of a spiral. And then this process is just rinse and repeat. And again, this is just the process of the Abundant Artist Academy. Those six modules take you through this process. So my question that I want to open up with is what blocks you from believing that your results are still working? even when there's no evidence that it's working. So where are you making your doubts or setbacks into a bigger problem? Thanks so much for listening. If you're ready to take this work even deeper and up-level your life and career, follow the link in my show notes to coach with me in the Abundant Artist Academy, my group coaching program for creatives who are tired of being struggling artists and who are ready to start creating more in their lives, more happiness, more bookings, and more money. I'll see you on the inside. Bye.